0: People think about like, you think about competition, like yeah, people are your competition, but you can collaborate with your competition. Everybody can still win. This isn't like a, it's not like a sports game where you got a winner and a loser, right? We can all do deals. We can all all be profitable and do deals and, and help each other and learn from each other. And that's kind of the way I've I've kind of approached and what I've kind of learned quite honestly a lot from the Wholesaling8 guys, collaboration over competition. And that's kind of what I believe today, right? There's gonna be deals that I win, that he won't win and vice versa. It's just part of, part of business.
1: Hey friends, welcome back to the Carrot Cast Podcast, where we help investors and agents build businesses of freedom and impact. I'm super glad to be back. I uh, had a baby recently and took six weeks off work to kind of focus and just get some family time. Very grateful for that, and it's good to be back with you guys. So uh, today, I've got my friend and guest with me, previous carrot camper, uh, keto fasting fanatic. So any questions on fasting, send them to us. And uh, <laughs> really great investor, awesome people skills, good at growing a team. Uh, Brian Hemmerly out of uh, Tennessee. Welcome, man. How you
0: doing? Actually, out of Kentucky, but sure, we'll, we'll start the to market it in Tennessee at some point
1: that's your next market there we go <laughs> kentucky louisville
0: louisville yeah so you gotta be able to pronounce it right louisville
1: louisville i should have known that from beau all these you know all this talk about louisville
0: louisville yeah in the same market as Bo. so yeah well congratulations to you by the way
1: thank you man if you can pronounce how do you say the state that i live in
0: uh oregon okay good we're good
1: we're good i got family in the midwest i say oregon so we're good. Yeah, they, they must, must be,
0: be from Chicago, Chicago, Chicago or something. Yeah, they're Chicago. Michigan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Or Michigan. laughs> exactly. Well, man, it's it's really good to have you on the podcast. Um, you and I we got a chance to connect at, at care Camp. Uh I was that last fall? And uh how long have you been a carrot member for?
0: Let's see. Carrot probably at least I would say since 2019. Maybe you can see your system, but at least 2019.
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah, so a little while. Um, And you'd made some changes to your business uh, in the last few months, Uh, went all in on SEO. And so I want to talk about kind of your journey through real estate. I want to talk about the types of deals, types of leads you're getting. Um, You have more variety of deals, I think, compared to the average investor, which is interesting. Um, You're getting really good profit on them. You're getting really motivated leads. Uh, you've gone from one person to now scaling a small team, and things seem to be working really well for you. And so, I want to unpack that so that other people can learn from it, and um, yeah, just learn what you're doing because you're you're doing a few things uh, you're doing a few things right. And so, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, well, thanks for having me. It's it's really an honor to be on this this podcast. I think when I came out the care camp, I was like Brady. When I do my first few deals, I want to be on the podcast, right? I want to come and share kind of. Uh, because I'm a big fan of, of Trevor and Carrot and you guys. I mean, I had a great time at Carrot Camp. If, if you're a Carrot customer, highly recommend you go out to Carrot Camp and just get around their culture and what they're building there. And also you get an opportunity to meet other investors throughout the country. But uh, again, thank you so much for having me on here. And hopefully I can some, get some action items and some thoughts that so people can, can, can take from this podcast and hopefully help their business too. Yeah, well, thank you, man. Um, Two quick housekeeping things I I
1: forgot to mention. One, June is success stories month at Carrot. So if you go to our website, uh, we've got a lot of content, uh, a few different success stories we're highlighting of the kind of variety of ways people are using Carrot and having success with Carrot. So we want to help you be successful. So if you remember, go check that out. Um, And then secondly, carrot summit is coming up it's my favorite most chaotic time of the year we're planning our summit right now um but if you're listening to this we're about a month away july 12th mark your calendars uh the page is not live quite yet if you're listening to this on the day the podcast come out um but in the next couple weeks go to carrotsummit.com and you should be able to reserve your spot we've already got some awesome speakers lined up uh this year's theme is on uh innovating real estate through leadership and lead gen. So that's going to be a blast. I'm very excited for it, um, but yeah, let's, let's get into it, Brian. So let's, let's tell your story, man, um, real quick. Like, how'd you, how'd you get into real estate? How long you've been in the game What that, you know, beginning of that journey look like for you?
0: Yeah, cool. So, uh, so Brian Hemerly, I own Kentucky sell now, uh, we're um, based out of Louisville, Kentucky, and I bought my first rental property in 2007. Um, really didn't do much unfortunately from 2007 to 2018 and then in 2018 that's where I, I started really listening to podcasts and I discovered a podcast called Wholesaling Inc and I joined their coaching program and it really has just taken off since since then right so really the basis of learning how to, how to do marketing right how to find good deals and historically I've always done I still do direct mail believe it or not is driven a lot of our deals right so Really, in 2018, um, kind of was still working my sales corporate job for for that I've been there for years, and then in June of 2020, you know, I left to go full time into to real estate. As you guys remember, that was right where the pandemic was starting to hit. So, like, who is crazy enough to leave their corporate sales job, which I was doing really well at, to go full time into real estate? So that was me. I decided to do it, right? I was tired of building dreams for other people and I wanted to go out and and be an entrepreneur and and, and run my own business. Um, But we do a a variety of things, right? We wholesale, right? Which everybody should know what wholesaling is here. We hotel, right? And so really hotel is is, this, we just take down a property with our own cash or somebody else's cash and then we do little to nothing and we put it right back on the MLS. We do the occasional flip, not a big fan of flipping. And then we buy and hold. So I have a buy and hold partner. And he and I, since 2020, have bought uh, I think 16 single families and three fourplexes. So I think that's something like 28, 29 doors. So, um, but yeah, so I've, I've been a care customer for quite some time. Never really did much to it. And then I was like, man, I got to go out to Carrot camp. I've always listened to Carrot uh, podcast and just went out there. And I met, um, obviously, a bunch of you guys. I met Keith Sant. Props to Keith Sant. I was like, man, I, I want, I want some of these organic leads because I'd, I'd had a couple of leads before I started uh, really optimizing my site and the SEO. And man, it's just, it's been a game changer. Literally today, I've got, I've got two leads. One in like Erlanger, Kentucky, and one we just got literally like 30 minutes before I hopped on. Um, I forget which city it was, but we're getting leads consistently and we're converting those leads.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, we were talking about uh, that before the podcast. Those are some, they're higher quality leads than you're used to. We'll we'll dive into that. One thing I wanted to mention real quick, it's interesting about your story is one of the first people you met in real estate was what you might call a competitor, Bo Hollis, which a lot of people should be familiar with with because we've had him on the podcast a few times, but you met Bo and y'all are in the same market. Tell me about what that was like. I'm interested in hearing your take on like, is he a competitor? How are you guys both crushing it in the same market?
0: Yeah, no, cool. So, yeah, I was probably one of the first people to in to, 2018. I reached out to Bo, and we actually went up and played golf uh, and just kind of been friends since since then. And I, I know that he was crushing it in websites. Um, and on me being a competitor, you know, I'm like, hey, I know he's driving leads from websites. He's he's doing something, right? And so let me let me figure out what he's doing. And so... Uh but no dude Bo is great. I've done several deals with him. He helped me out early on uh on how to wholesale some deals. Super great guy. We still do some some business together uh on some deals together uh to this day. And um but yeah, I mean the cool thing is is people think about like you think about competition. Like, yeah, people are your competition, but you can collaborate with your competition. Everybody can still win. This isn't like a it's not like a sports game where you got a winner and a loser, right? We can all do deals. We can all all be profitable and do deals and, and help each other and learn from each other. And that's kind of the way I've, I've kind of approached and what I've kind of learned quite honestly, a lot from the wholesaling ink guys and all those, you know, it's, it's collaborate, you know, it's a it's, uh, collaboration over competition. And that's kind of what I believe today, right? There's going to be deals that I win that he won't win and vice versa. It's just part of part of business.
1: I love that. And I think like, I mean, obviously y'all are both always going to be gunning for that number one spot in Google and, you know, it goes back and forth, but like people do business with people and y'all are different people. And I think that's a good example of it. Y'all are both getting leads consistently and closing them consistently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So like if you would have, if you would have told me just real quick, so, so if you Google Kentucky sell now, I'm sorry, sell my house fast, Kentucky. I'm number one organic, right? And it, it, I'm just a small guy in, in Louisville, Kentucky. Like, how am I up there in that type of search, right? It's because you know, of of support and people that help me do it, right? Um, and that's, you know, like Keith is really knows what he's doing when it comes to SEO. And what I liked about Keith is he's he was an investor first, but he just got really good at SEO, right? And so hiring and finding people like that that can help you elevate your business has been a game changer, you know?
1: And anyone listening, watching, if you go to uh, carrot.com slash marketplace, you guys can hire uh, SEO meets REI, uh, Keith and Andy's service. Uh, The results are there. Just go look at Brian's website um, and his ranking. Um, Tell me about the types of leads you're getting, and then we'll we'll go over the marketing mix that's getting those leads. So we'll talk about direct mail before and, and now and SEO. But you were telling me on the phone you're getting a variety of leads, right? You know, as far as like land versus home and um and you're getting leads from like like little tiny towns throughout the state.
0: Yeah, so um part of the strategy, I guess Keith helped me with is having all these different city pages and I don't fully know and understand all the details that go behind. I just like I just like the fact that leads come in, right? Like, so like we're getting these smaller towns and before I would never send direct mail to them, but we're getting, you know, leads from these smaller, uh, smaller towns throughout Kentucky and even Indiana, actually, um, where before I maybe wouldn't even pay attention to them. But again, we just, we qualify them, see if we might be a right fit for them. And yeah, it's, it's been successful. Like it's really the people who are reaching out to you via the website leads really, truly have a problem or situation because they're reaching out to you. As opposed to them reaching you know, out to you or you reach out to them via cold calling or texting, which I don't really do much of. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of these smaller towns where there's less competition, right? There's less people that are, you know, whatever, calling them, texting them, whatever. Um, and yeah, we're able to start to convert some of those at a high level. Be honest
1: with me. What's the motivation level like compared to the direct mail you all been doing?
0: Um, it just depends, right? You know, a lot of, a lot of the direct mail is you can get somebody who wants to sell you that, that today they do, but it's, it's, and those are what we call laydowns. But then there's also people like, yeah, i you know, got 10 other postcards, right? You don't know, come out, just give me an offer. Come out and give me an offer. Right. Um, versus sometimes the website is, yeah, they, they do look at multiple websites. Sometimes someone may look at your website and be like, oh, this guy looks, tra- you know, trustworthy, but let me just call him. And then you talk to him. If you're the first person to talk to him, qualify, make sure they're a fit. Uh, you know, they can be ready to go too. so you still have to nurture both sides, but I've learned though, you know, if it's a website lead, you better call them right away because they may be going to other websites too.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so one of the things I want to talk about is, uh, the marketing spend, where your, when, where your energy and where your money is going, because you were doing direct mail before, right? You know, you've been doing direct mail for a while. It was working good enough for you, but you wanted to go deep on SEO. Anybody that's hung around the podcast long enough know that SEO takes either time or money. Um, I think that's one of the cool things about it. If you don't have a big budget, you can you can sit at the computer. You can learn. You can invest the time. And that's great. I think that's optimal. Um, I think you should at least have a good understanding of what's going on so you can speak to it and manage that anyways. Um, or you can hire someone. So in your case, you've hired Keith at uh, SEO Meets REI um tell me about the the profits you're getting from the seo deals and why you keep spending for the seo cuz we and the reason why i'm asking you this is we get a lot of people who you know look at seo like two or three months oh let me just try it out and then they don't want to pay the money to a professional like keith for seo and they just they give up too soon
0: right yeah you, i mean you seo's law, i guess is the long game right Trevor sure always talks about the evergreen right i Yes, I still pay for backlinks and whatever the stuff is monthly. It's like 2000 a month. But to me, it's, it's, it's worth it, right? Just because of what the numbers that I'm seeing. You know, I don't know exactly what we'll do. Maybe I'll report back at the end of the year how much revenue we did. Um, but my guess is the spend will be a lot less to get the deals versus direct mail. I won't stop direct mail. Um, and we have visions and plans where we're maybe doing TV commercials and stuff and just kind of encapsulating you like that? Mark, our marketplace of, of kind of being the authority, um, but I, I can tell you right now, uh, direct mail will probably be a, th- a will probably make three to one, which we probably should be at four to one, right? And so a lot of that's a lot of that can be on our back end, and um, like you mentioned before, like so I brought on a guy to help me grow the, the house business, named Zach, and I've got Peyton. We haven't really talked about the land, but Peyton is my nephew. He's going to help us, you know, uh, on the land side, right? I forgot to mention we're marketing to land. Um, and so as we grow, we bring in more revenue, we'll start to hire more people and, and put them in the right seats and, and so forth. But yeah, I mean, as far as the return on your investment, uh, for what I'm seeing, and again, this is one of the goals I need to work on is, is tracking better. And that's one of my goals for 2023 is making sure I'm tracking every, every dollar, what has been and making sure, you know, we're seeing what, what makes sense and what works.
1: Yeah. So, what if do you know what the SEO? uh, You know, like you said, you're getting three. Probably should be four to one ROI on direct mail. Do you know what that is for SEO?
0: Um, don't know off the top of my head. Well, so so it's month. It's the month of what? It's May. So let's say I spent ten grand, and I know right now as of tomorrow we'll have fifty grand. So it's a five to one. But it's going to be a lot higher than at the end of the year because we've got. I I just signed up a deal today. That will probably be a thirty or thirty-five thousand dollar flip that came from a website, and I'm closing on a deal at the end of the month. It's, it's a small deal, at like ten thousand. So you're talking already close to uh, close to hundred grand. Um, yeah, let's let's call it ten. And I, my guess is it'll be much higher because we've got a lot of leads in our in our in our database in our pipeline that we're we're working
1: right and you're at that sweet spot right now where you started the seo uh last fall now here we are in the spring and you've you've got your ranking for a little bit of time and you've got momentum so it takes right. time to climb the ranks of google but you're in that sweet spot
0: yeah we really started to notice the lead flow i think in january is when it really started to come and february is just like pff, we're getting poured on it's really crazy like it's 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 surprising
1: that's awesome and you're getting you know Interesting, we are looking at your website before we hopped on the podcast and it's like, you're getting those leads from all over the state, from little towns. And I think, you know, we don't know exactly why. Some of it has to do with the the landing pages, the city pages. Um, That definitely plays a role, but you mentioned you're getting some that are cities uh, not where you have pages set up for. But one of the things is your website's doing a really good job of making it clear that you buy throughout the state. And so I think that's a, that's a good takeaway from your website and how you're marketing, how you're positioning yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like there's, like, there's Owensboro deal. a close on Yeah, It's a small 10, but I've never, I've never looked at the house, but I got pictures. I never went and visited the house and we, we, you know, we're doing a deal and making, making a profit and it's two and a half hours or two hours away from Louisville. I think it is.
1: Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, tell me, uh, I want to talk about land, but first tell me a little bit about your team and, um, in the context of like over the last couple of years, like pre-care camp, post-care camp, what were some of the takeaways where you were telling me like, you, you got to get a team in place and, um, yeah, just tell me about what that journey has been like.
0: Yeah. So again, I've been pretty much a solopreneur ever really since I started, right? I've had a VA who's been super loyal from the Philippines for three years and went out to carrot camp i've always had maybe this self-limiting belief about growing a team and business i've been in sales right and so if you've been in sales you kind of rely on a lot of times yourself right and so that's part of my growth challenge that i need to get better at is learning how to lead people right and so i brought on um brought on zach who's awesome he's crushing it uh to help me grow the house business and i really want to incentivize him to help me grow the business right and paying him paying him well when we do deals right and so he's going to help me grow the house side, um, and then Peyton, again, is my nephew. He's 25, just out of the military. Uh, I've always kind of just mentored him a little bit from afar. Uh, and then he's taken ownership of the land business and is really just, I mean, just just taking ownership, which is awesome, right? So he's talking to the buyers and sellers, right? He's handling a lot of the marketing and just trying to pour into both these guys. And, you know, because if they if I can help them win, right, they're going to help they are going to help the business win. And that's, that's what's important to me is, is finding a players and people that want to help us grow and, and, and incentivize them along the way.
1: Yeah. What was, um, what is the VA doing? And at what point did you, you were, you like, I got to get some extra help.
0: Oh, uh, I hired the VA. Uh, his name is rock. He's awesome. By the way. Uh, I think I hired him in 2020 before I left my job. And he helps with a lot of the scraping, the database, uh, call rail. Um, I mean, you name it, marketing. So he'll get my marketing ready to send out for direct mail. Um, he'll do anything that I ask him to do, but a lot of it's a, a high percentage of scraping good data. Um, and yeah, dude, he's just loyal and uh, just an awesome, awesome VA.
1: Nice. Nice. And then um, tell me about, you said you're, if you don't mind sharing, you're paying your team well, Zach and Zach and Peyton, what's the split look like? Or how do you, how do you keep them motivated and excited to be a part of your vision?
0: Yeah. So I'm basically paying them 20% of every deal that we, that comes in the door. Right. So incentivizing them at a a higher percentage, I'm not paying them a salary, right? They're 1099s, right? They're, They're, you know, I've created the vision that, Hey, listen, help me grow this business. And maybe we'll figure out something on the back end as far as, you know, profit as we grow this thing, as we scale it. Right. And so. And they they both bought into it and yeah, we're, we're ready to take off, man.
1: That's awesome. That's really cool to hear, man. What's the, what do you feel like are the next, um, next steps for the next hires, the next big moves for you?
0: Well, we, we just had a meeting today because I don't do a whole lot of flipping. The reason I do a whole fl- flipping is because I mean, really flipping is a completely separate business than marketing, right? You have to have a certain skill set. but we met with a guy today. I don't know if he's going to be a fit or not, but somebody who, if I have a great deal, Instead of wholesaling it and making X, well now maybe we'll flip it, right? And we'll we'll you know do more. And I'll, I'll incentivize that guy who's really good. If that's what he likes to do, and that's his skill set. Maybe pay him pay him more on the on the back end, right? So uh, instead of, instead of taking something down and doing nothing with it, which I, I do enjoy those type of flips, maybe we do ten or fifteen or twenty flips a year, right? Because is that another investor to JV with, or is it a client? no, no, no? This is a this is a contractor. Like he loves working with his hands, has a sub yeah Yeah, so who who wants to do it? Because I think people love to see flips, like they just love it, right? And so if you can do that, that just builds more credibility in the marketplace. And I think you can create and drive organic uh, referrals, real estate lead, you know, all those types of other leads that can help you grow your business as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, yeah, I have to let me know, follow up with me how that goes. And if you guys start getting into more flips or not, what that looks like.
0: Yeah, um, for sure.
1: Tell me about on no pun intended, on the flip side, on the flip side of that land, you get a lot of land deals. Lot a lot of people throw away land deals. They're like, I don't want to fuss with it. Not a big enough spread or whatever. What's it like for you?
0: Tell you what, if you are wholesaling in Kentucky or Indiana and you have land deals, do not throw them away. Send them away. That's not a pitch or nothing. Like seriously, you're 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 wasting money, right? So um Man, I want to give a shout out to again everything I've ever accomplished. I've learned from somebody who's at a destination where I want to be. So a guy named Brent Bowers. He owns uh, it's called the Land Shark. He's actually a wholesaling e-coach. Awesome dude. Look him up if you're interested in getting in the land. Highly recommend it.
1: Real quick, if you guys sign up for Summit this year, get the recordings. We'll give you the past recordings last year. He was on our Summit, so you
0: can go get that session. Anyways, yeah. So 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 Brent, uh, awesome dude, is just is just killing it in land. So. One of the things that he, I'm sure you don't mind teaching us, because I'm sure he gives it away. We just send what's called land offer letters, right? And so what we've been doing is we've been sending letters to primarily um, parcels near lakes in Kentucky. And we're getting a crazy, like the response rate is crazy. High. So much higher. And I don't know the exact numbers when we said land offer letters for, for land versus houses, right? Uh, there's not a whole lot of attachment when it comes to land. A lot of these people have owned this land for years. They live out of state. Maybe they had intentions to build a house on it, but something happened and, and they just don't, they don't have, they don't have the need or want for it, but they're paying taxes for it. And so we come in there and offer, you know, all cash offer, make it easy peasy, right? Cause again, people that, that do business with us want, literally want to press the easy button and they want speed and convenience and they're willing to sacrifice price. And that's the value we're able to add. So we're buying a lot of these land a pennies on the dollar, right? And either uh buying them, taking them down and put them up back on the MLS or figure out another way to strip, you know to uh, to sell them. Uh we'll wholesale them to somebody else, right? So we just assign an agreement to another maybe buy, investor or another buyer. Uh and eventually down the road we will own our finance or sell our finance some of these. Um so we'll basically become the bank. And so we'll we'll sell these deals to people that maybe want to build a house. So all kinds of cool strategies that you can do in land. I'm still learning about it. But I tell you what, I'm very excited about that, that part of our business.
1: Yeah, it, it's a, it seems like a lot of the appeal is it's just so much simpler than, you know, dealing with a house. And, man, I can't imagine how awesome to be getting a, a signed offer letter back in the mail it just shows up. It's like they're ready to do a deal. There's no negotiation.
0: Yeah, so I send You guys, some people won't believe this. Literally, we send a land offer letter and people will sign, never call us, sign our letter and email it to me uh or mail it right back to us accepting our offer and i've never talked to that person before it's it's wild it's crazy
1: well i think it's it's like almost hard to believe you told me that on the phone you said land offer letter and i just i kind of glazed over it and i'm in my head i'm just picturing traditional direct mail i'm thinking okay like you offer to buy their house like generally speaking like hey we buy land or you know sorry not house land but but yeah, you, the offer letter, it's an actual, you know, contract. Here's the letter. Like sign it, get it back to me and yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It 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 is cool. And it's uh I tell you what, it's um it, it's a cool market and it's not really that expensive to send 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 a land offer letter as well that I'll report back on the numbers in a year what we do as far as revenue and what our spend is, but I can tell you it's probably gonna be like thirty to one
1: okay that's awesome holy cow that's a yeah that's a good roi i'd say <laughs>
0: it might even be more than that i don't even know like it's said i'm off on track of numbers that's probably my next hire i need to hire somebody who's really super organized
1: someone to measure that yeah you you need to go listen to the podcast episode we did with uh shane shane gars on on uh wholesaling kpis Invest- yeah love
0: love shane dude he's in my market by the way awesome dude
1: oh i forgot about that he is in-
0: yeah yeah. He's in Southern Indiana. See, see, look, like, don't be afraid of competition. Like there's people doing everything. Look, what's funny about competition is people, nobody ever says, Hey, I'm not going to be a lawyer. Cause guess what? There's a hundred personal injury lawyers, you know, in Louisville or whatever your attorney, a doctor, nobody ever says that. So if you're thinking, Oh, I can't be a real estate investor," There's so much competition, blah, blah, blah. No, like anybody can do it. There's enough for everybody. That is a
1: great, very practical analogy. Personal injury lawyers. Yeah. No, I don't want to be a lawyer. There's too many. <laughs> They're all making really good money. That's why.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just think that's kind of funny. People are just scared. Oh, there's too much competition in that market.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. So we, we wrapped up marketing section. A couple things I want to cover before we wrap up our time, man. Um, I want to hear a couple quick deal stories from you. One we are talking about before the podcast, and then want to talk about regulation with wholesaling Um and then I want to talk about your why real quick, what kind of motivates you. So uh, tell tell me a couple of these quick deal stories, this one before we hit record.
0: Yeah, so I've got a couple of one, I don't want to go too long, but yeah, essentially it was, um. let's just call it, so a couple was going through a divorce and there was drug drug use involved and bottom line is they, they hated each other. He called us or, you know, submitted on his website that he wanted to sell fast and but you know he, he you know didn't know what to do right, and so he actually had a, what's called a contract for deed with another entity. So uh, so we had to actually have that that entity sign off first, and then us put an agreement in place, and then us close on it. But we ended up buying the property again. This was a hotel, right? So we bought the property, and a lot of times depending on the situation, I will buy it and then allow them to live in it for a certain amount of time, right? I'll hold back money in escrow, the escrow account right at the title company. And then once they move out, you know, we'll give them that money back. So, man, it was just, you know, drugs. Literally, I had guys breaking, you know, guys breaking into this house that were his drug friends, sleeping on the couch. Uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy and wild. But we, we ended up, I think the gross, I'm looking at it right now, was like like just over 33000 But what we did is we bought it we ended up cleaning it out, right? So we got dumpsters, right? I hired a company come clean it out. So I think we had like expenses of like let's say fifty seven hundred. Um, so we ended up netting like twenty, just under twenty eight thousand on that deal. But the point is, you know, it was we solved the problem. What they needed, right? They wanted, they're getting divorced. They want to sell quickly. They had a drug problem, right? And I always laugh, like no realtor, whatever, listed this house. You know, what I mean, it's like they needed they needed someone like us with the expertise and the uh, the the skills to be able to pull, pull this off. Right. And so it was, it was, it was an odd situation, but that's just, that's just one example of what we do. Like we solve problems, like right? people sell to us at a discount for speed and convenience. And that's what we're able to come in and provide.
1: Yeah. And, and I that, appreciate how you're getting, you know, letting them live in it too and solving the problem. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. I take you, take on risk when I do that. Right. And that's, I think a lot of people don't understand, like as an investor, you know, I'm buying some of these. I'm taking on risk. Something could be, I could be missing something, right? But I'm kind of a risk taker, so I, I like to figure out things. I like to solve problems, right? I like to figure out, hey, how can we, you know, how can we help this person? How can we solve this problem? Get them what they need, and that, you know, on the back end, you know, we can, um, you know, it can be a win for us as well. So,
1: yeah. Um, one thing that just popped in my head thinking about, you know, I was just envisioning like the drug house in a neighborhood and how you're you're making a. It- that, that property is going to be improved um, because you stepped in and solved that problem. But it reminded me of when we were talking about, uh, before the podcast, uh, land deals. And oh, I'm going to mess up the verbiage you used, but neighbor letters.
0: Neighbor letters. Yes. Lo- love neighbor letters. So, so if, you, if you decide to get into land, like you said, you know, Brent Bowers, uh, Land Sharks. He recommends you send land. So let's say you have a piece of land under contract, right? And, you know, of course, you got people living all around that land who may have an interest in that land. So we send out neighbor letters, literally goes to all the neighbors in the area and ask them, hey, would you want to buy the piece of land that we have under contract, right? And a matter of fact, we're closing on Lake One probably next week. The neighbor is buying it from us for, I think it's like a $9,000 assignment, but Still, it's, you know, you reach out to people who may have an interest in buying that because it may be attached to their property and maybe they had no idea where, where um who owned this piece of land. This guy who's buying it had no idea who owned it. They had no idea how to track them down, right? And that's a crazy thing too. You don't realize like we deal with a lot of crazy title issues and solving problems and make sure you have a good title company who's there to work with you and help you figure things out because title, some of these distressed land and houses can be messy. So definitely make sure you, you, you connect with somebody who's on, on your team as far as a title company.
1: Would you consider being worth it uh, to try that for a house, like doing neighbor letters for you know, getting a house under
0: contract? Probably not. No. I, I, I would, you know, if you have a house and for, let's say, whatever zip code, you may want to see, well, who's done deals in that zip code, maybe near the street, and then call those folks and say, hey, you know, I've got a deal in a contract. Would you be interested in, in buying this deal from me? Um, but, yeah, but another quick deal too. I'll just tell you, so we got an Indiana lead uh super nice lady. She just wanted speedy convenience. She was moving to California, uh and it was a po- podunk town north of us called North Vernon, and we went out and looked at it, put it in a contract um we get i let her buy I bought it with her, and again, I bought it, bought the property, held money back in escrow until she moved out, gave her the money when she moved out. It was a really nice house. Like she probably couldn't just list it with a realtor, but she didn't want to go down that route. Some people don't. Right. Um, and we always, we always try to like, always try to push people. Oh, you just list it with an agent. You'd probably make more money than working with me. You know, you've got a lot of options when you sell. Yeah. She didn't want to have to mess with anything. Right. So we bought it, I think within probably like a week from when we met her ran title. So we bought it and then she moved out. I did nothing to it. Uh, I called up an agent who was in that market and said, Hey, listen, I'm buying this house. I don't really like to buy and hold in this area. Would you list it for me? And he listed it for me. And literally the next day after, uh, whatever she moved out or, uh, we sold it on the MLS and yeah, it'll, it'll probably profit. It's a website lead for about 22 grand.
1: Wow. That's awesome. Carrot lead for the win, man. Um, so that brings me to my next question. So, uh, you, you pass this off to an agent so they can list it for you. Kentucky is getting, not Tennessee, Kentucky is, uh, wait.
0: Yeah. Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky.
1: Tripping myself up. I'm like, yeah, I'm right. Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky.
0: We, we got to get you to come out here, man. We'll fly you out here.
1: I'd love to come out. maybe go up in the smoky mountains. I would like that. There you go. So Kentucky is getting regulated. They're about to be regulating wholesalers. What's this look like? And how are you responding?
0: Yeah, good question. So the way I understand the law, and again, I'm an attorney. Research, talk to attorneys. You have to be a licensed agent in order to, um, in order to market a contract, right? You can still assign, you can still do, it, but there's, you know, some some up in the air about advertising behind it, right? So I really think it's a good thing. I think I think regulation in this aspect, um, well, it's good and bad, right? It's good because they want agents to list you know list more deals because at the end of the day in most cases investors are better marketers than agents like it's not even close right so from our perspective i don't i I think it's going to be good i think we're actually going to do more deals because it's going to push a lot of the smaller players out the people that watch youtube university you know hopefully they'll come to us and be like hey can you help us either move this deal or buy this deal right because the way i look at it when we put something under an agreement i'm buying that property right so you know I don't want to say we have unlimited funds, but we have access to a lot of cash, private money, hard money. So as long as it's a good deal, we're going to close on it and and make it work. But I think it will be a good thing. So, and I think that, I think we'll see some people probably get their hands slapped and some fines and it'll be, it'll be interesting because I think it's going to be implemented at the end uh, end of June, I believe.
1: Yeah. I like that. And I'd say I agree with you. I think I think it is a good thing for the industry overall, and it's a good thing for people overall, homeowners who have legitimate problems to to weed out the people who who can't close the deal. Who I think that's the biggest issue. We just got a comment on our YouTube. We got a couple of YouTube videos about the ethics of wholesaling. We got a comment this last week. Guys, like here's six issues with wholesalers, and he went down the list. And I'm like, I'm like, it's a little bit of a generalization, but your points aren't all wrong, and so. And one of his biggest things was that too many of them can't, uh, you know, will put out the offer without the competence to be able to close and like, yeah, you know, you can't close, you know, 100 out of 100 deals, but you're taking care of most of them. Even if you are wholesaling them, you took care of the problem. You're not leaving the, the seller high and dry. So if the right, re- you know, regulation is a good thing and can help, you know, raise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. when somebody says, Hey, you're a wholesaler, I'm like, like that's, that's a label. Wholesaling is just a strategy. Right? Flipping is a strategy. Wholesaling is a strategy, right? Buy and hold is a strategy, right? So like I just, I just when someone says wholesale, I'm kind of just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, it's a strategy, that's what we do. But it, unfortunately, there's a lot of people, that's all they can do, right? Versus us where we can pretty much close on anything that that comes across our table, right? And at the end of the day, you want to be able to serve and help that seller the best that you can. And Unfortunately, what happens is a lot of these guys who don't have access to capital or don't know what they're doing, Leave a lot of these sellers high and dry, you know, maybe thirty days into it, right? So that's that's where I think the biggest complaints are when it comes to, to the wholesaling um, piece. But yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping this, you know, wholesalers will see us as legit buyers and, and come to us if they need help moving a deal, right? And so we can help them and you know for their their efforts on finding a deal and you know maybe even buy the deal from them.
1: Yeah yeah so i'm curious why and if you already if you already kind of alluded to this then excuse me for being redundant but why not why do you personally not want to
0: get your license um you know i i don't you know i don't know if i i don't need a license really i don't i don't know if it's gonna put more regulations on me or more restrictions i guess i know bo has decided to get his license and maybe i will at some point i don't know like i don't want to list someone's house like i'm finding I want the houses that are ugly it needs to love right people truly have a problem like i don't you know i'm not into like taking these nice super photos and you know you know looking like a real estate agent right uh you know i you know you know i don't i have friends that that uh that are real estate agents that, that maybe the broker doesn't want them to do it right so i'm not opposed to getting it but at the end of the day like it's it's not really you know, if we have a retail lead, I've got a great agent, right, who lists our flips for us and he I pass on retail leads to him, you know, weekly basis if we're not a good fit. So really as of right now, I don't really have a need. I'm probably leaving a little money on the table but in the, the day like
1: it's not a sense you know, might be a distraction right. for you right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to hear and that that makes sense. That's okay, you know. You know what you're focused on and you have a good thing going. So for the time being, mm-hmm. it's working um awesome man so I, i've appreciated this convo um there's so many things to glean man we could dive off and talk about land forever talk about a few of these things for a while um but one thing i want to talk about before we wrap up is dude what's your um what's your why i got to hear it firsthand at care camp and it, and it hit you know my core but like why do you keep doing what you do what, what motivates you to to do this man
0: yeah. I think what I said, a care about okay, you know, is, is my family and my kids, right? Like I want to be an example to my kids, right? I've got three kids. They're all, you know, they're all, they're 14, 12, and 10 and just showing them a good example of, you know, being a dad, being around my kids, spend more time with them. That's one thing I've enjoyed about, you know, working for myself. You know, I, if I need to go pick up my kid at school, you know, I don't have to go talk, tell a boss, uh, sorry, can I get two hours off to come you know, come you know, pick up my kids. So I've got freedom of schedule and time to do what I want to do, and um, you know, one thing that's coming out of the care camp is really realizes the limiting beliefs that I've had right about not only myself about growing the business and being a leader. I think I've it kind of challenged me to think think more, right? And Trevor challenges when we we're out there, you know, he was talking about vivid vision. I still owe him my vivid vision, by the way. Um, is he said he would he would read it and and, and coach me up on it, but is just to think bigger, right? I'm just finishing up the book 10X, right? And you can say what you want about Grant Cardone, but dude, you got to think bigger. And I think a lot of times I'm thinking small, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with the limitations of maybe maybe growing up, just maybe who I was or who I am. And think about, okay, well, where do I want to be? Where do I want? Who do I want to be in order to create a business of like you talk about freedom and impact, right? And help other people along the way.
1: Does, um, you know, you're being motivated by your family. Does that change like the, the way you like the the day-to-day decisions and how you run your business and who you bring into the business? Do you feel like,
0: um,
1: that was a, that was a a wordy loaded question. Sorry. Um, like, does it make you want to bring your kids into the business more and show them how you're doing things?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, we talk about entrepreneurship all the time. I talk about, you know, the rental properties and I talk about, you know, I kind of joke, Hey, like, do you really want to be stuck in a, you know, nine to five job, you know, and these, they, they're young. I'm just trying to impact them. Like, Hey, what wh- what do you think you could do? So I have my one son, Brady, who's 12. It's you know, a good name. He, he is a great name. He, you know, he wants to find something that he can buy at a certain price and resell at a profit. Like, so these little things that I'm just trying to teach him. You know, entrepreneurial wise, is like, hey, you know, you can you can grow your own business. You can do your own, just because you're 12. You know, there's kids doing it today who are hustling, right? There's no excuse. We live in the best country in the world. You can go out and make things happen, right? So, uh, just trying to impart on them, like, hey, you, you know, if it's you know, you can be successful. You just got to put the work in and uh, surround yourself with the right people.
1: That's awesome, man. Good words. Good words. Well, I appreciate our conversation. I think the you know, the biggest takeaway for me, man, what lights me up about what you're doing is that um, you're proud of what you're doing. I think that's really evident. You're you're at peace with it. Um, you're at peace with the speed you're running at, the pace you're running at. Um you got a good thing going. You're not over ambitious trying to take on the world and you're not fretting about where the next dollar come from, you know, not forgetting the hard work it took to get here. We're not gonna forget about that, you know, because you're a few years into it. Um, but I I love seeing the way you're doing business. You're serving sellers really well and you're doing it in a way where you can honestly, transparently like show other people and your kids, hey, this is how we do business and this is the opportunity out there. So props to you, man. Just keep doing what you're doing.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah, well, I enjoyed our our conversation. I'll just leave it. Hey, if there's anybody who's in Kentucky, you know, and you feel like I'm your competition, you know, reach out to me. I'm happy to help out any way I can. I've got people ask me all the time, well, what are you doing for marketing? You know, I'm I'm kind of, I would say an open book. Like, I'll show you what I'm doing, right? Um, It's, I just, you know, it doesn't, like, you could have a website too. There's people, they're going to go to somebody else's website. They're going to go to my website. They may like me more and they may like me less. Right. But at the end of the day, it's, it can be, everybody can win. It's kind of the way I look at it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And proof is in the pudding right there. We've had, you know, all your competition on the podcast. You guys are all winning.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're all, we're all doing deals and we're, we're, you know, we're all friends. That's, that's the cool thing about this industry that I found. It's, it's different. You know, you can, you can still be, you can be friends of other folks that are doing the same thing you are.
1: Yep. Carve out your niche. I love it. Well, thank you again, man. Um, Anybody listening and watching and go to carrotcast.com. If you want to go check out Brian's website, uh, any of the show notes from this episode, um, hit subscribe, share with a friend, and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.